0: I wait to come in until the beat drops, just because I like the sound of it, you know, part of the the game I like playing with this podcast is finding cool little things to bring at the beginning of these episodes, try to keep it fresh, not to the same old, same old every single time, so it's the last day of the year, boys and girls. Uh, We are dropping this episode on New Year's Eve, Friday, December 31st. This is a solo episode, and the topic is uh, kind of reflections, lessons learned. I'm going to be sharing with you uh, five lessons that I have learned from 2021. Uh, Lessons that I uh, do not intend to repeat in 2022. So... Uh, this is going to be much shorter episode than normal. Uh, it's going to be real short and sweet because uh, you are very likely listening to this over uh, the New Year's weekend or shortly thereafter. Um, unless you are coming back into the back catalog, in which case, hey, greetings from the past. If you're listening to this at some point in 2022 or beyond, um, hopefully you'll get something great out of it as well. So we're gonna go ahead and run the bumper for the episode, uh, and then we'll jump right into the content of the five lessons uh, that I have learned in 2021. Not the only five lessons, but I think definitely uh, some of the more interesting and uh, useful for your purposes in your agency. Um, Freedom Jumper. So we'll go ahead and hit that bumper and we will go straight into the content. The only thing that I will ask uh, for housekeeping items is that uh, you invite someone to listen and share in this podcast uh, with you in 2022, uh, maybe even uh, this week, uh, if you're into the uh, resolutions uh, sort of thing. So let's go ahead and hit that bumper and we'll get to episode 35 of the Agency Freedom Podcast.
1: Let's go. There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry. Those who are captive and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast.
0: There is so much I wish I would have known before I made the freedom jump to the independent side. I mean, even now, I feel like I'm learning something new every single month.
1: We're all about helping insurance agency owners and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and... Flex your
0: freedom. My team and I replaced six years of captive agency revenue in 17 months with Riskwell. 17 months, man. It's crazy. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and what I've learned along the way.
1: We lay out a blueprint of how to make your freedom jump from captive to indie to market domination. I'm bringing you colleagues from markets across the country with
0: dozens of different specialties. They're eager to share their stories and best practices with you. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Welcome to Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. All right. So episode 35 and the topic is the five lessons that I have learned in 2021. And basically, the the subtext is how to not repeat them. So, in the interest of being respectful of your time, I'm going to go ahead and jump right to the content. Uh, We will take these in no particular order. They are uh, not ranked or anything like that. Uh, It is simply as I was reflecting on, okay, what have I learned this year? What mistakes have I made? What nuggets have I really been chewing on uh, this year uh, to get better, to make sure that next year is better than this year? Because the beauty of this industry, the beauty of running a a business that is largely built on renewable revenue, uh, that comes in for work that you used to do, if you're doing it right every single year, should be your best year ever. And definitely that is what I want for you. I want everyone listening to this podcast, you, Freedom Jumper or friend, colleague, uh, whatever you are, I want to make sure that I do everything I can to help you have an amazing, a fabulous 2022. So we're just going to jump right in to the very first lesson. Uh, And this is... um, This is a mistake that I made up until earlier this year, and we have talked about it in previous episodes. Uh, But the lesson that I have learned in 2021 is it is so critically important to know your numbers. Because if you don't know your numbers, it's really difficult to make tactical, to make strategic decisions, to know where you should be spending your money, who you should be hiring next who your best partner is for referrals, what your, your best client uh, or prospect avatar is. If you don't know your numbers, if you don't have your best line of business figured out, if you don't know what your revenue is, what your profit is, uh, if you don't know what your expenses are, if you don't know where you're bleeding, uh, we have gone into a lot of detail in previous episodes uh, talking about the, the different metrics, the KPIs that should be be tracked. And and that really is the lesson here for this first one of our five is you absolutely must know your numbers. Uh, Earlier this year, back in April, uh, I made the decision to go out and hire a fractional CFO. Uh, It cost me at that time and still even now is a relevant amount of money. But at that point, uh, it was a little bit of a scary amount of money because it's almost what I would be paying Someone to do an actual in person job full time in my office, uh, you know, well into uh, the the lower four figures on a monthly basis. And that really is a a scary number when you think about, you know, percentage of gross revenue. But I tell you, it wasn't until I went to the trouble of hiring a fractional CFO that I was really (laughs) exposed to how bad my lack of uh, finance and accounting and general business knowledge was because as much as I like to think that I'm an entrepreneur, if I don't know my numbers, uh, if I am not keenly aware of the business side of operating an insurance agency, a risk management consulting firm, then I would venture to say uh, that I am in fact not a business owner and I am merely an insurance agent, a salesman. Because the numbers really are everything. Even if you have fantastic production, uh, if you're selling a lot of premium, if you don't know what your revenue is, if you don't know what your profit is, then you don't even know if you're really being successful, if you have anything left over at the end of the month. So how, do, how did, I should say, how did I go about getting my head wrapped around these numbers? For starters, I hired a consultant Uh, And Maybe that's the right move for you. Maybe it's not. Maybe the right move for you because you've got more time than money at this point in the life cycle of your agency. Maybe it is you going to Investopedia or you going to Forbes or Money Magazine or in some way utilizing the beautiful power of the internet to educate yourself. Become more familiar with what it looks like to have these key performance indicators to know your numbers, to know your line of business. Uh, to get the best possible reports out of your CRM, your agency management system. Uh, maybe you're using a tool like Donna for agents uh, from Aureus Analytics that goes to some pretty deep reporting and gives you actionable intelligence, uh, like we've talked about a couple of times uh, earlier in this year. If you don't know your numbers, then I don't know what you're going to be able to do. It's kind of like uh, you know steering a ship, but not having your hand on the wheel, or you don't know where the rudder is pointed, then you don't really know where the ship is going. So, you got to know your numbers. That is definitely a lesson that I learned in 2021. Next is the, the pain, the wasted time and money and energy of paying for something and not receiving it. In this case, I'm talking about mostly technology, but really it could be anything. You know, paying for something and not uh, utilizing it to the best of our ability. I have fallen victim to shiny stuff syndrome so many times in 2021. I'm a little embarrassed uh, to admit the, the different, uh, you know, squirrel chases that I have been on in 2021, uh, vendors that I did a demo with and then did a second demo with and then tried them out. And then signed up for them and then never really used them correctly and never got my money's worth. Now, there is something to be said for being innovative and uh, looking for opportunities uh, to push the envelope. Uh, There is something else to be said for demonstrating a lack of focus and a lack of discipline. Uh, I have fallen victim uh, many times in the last 365 days to shiny stuff syndrome, to going off half-cocked and not being intentional and in selecting vendors and technology platforms with the big picture in mind. Reverse engineering the tech stack like we've talked about in a previous episode and and like I did with my keynote in uh, in Tampa for the innovation conference back in November. There is uh, almost nothing worse than uh, going into the trouble and spending time and energy Uh, to select a vendor and then paying them for nothing it's like the person who signs up for the gym in january and forgets about the gym membership and forgets that they're paying for it every month until you know like august or september and by that point how much money have you wasted uh, for no good reason so uh being so intentional uh with the time and energy that you're spending on the vendors but of course your money as well uh Let's be really mindful about who we bring into our ecosystem in 2022. Uh, That is definitely something that I have come to appreciate uh, this year. And there have been a couple of vendors that we had to terminate a relationship with simply because we signed up for them, thinking that we were going to use them. We didn't use them. We're giving the money for no good reason. And I'm not going to name names in this episode. I'll be happy to tell you uh, offline if you were curious. I don't want to, to be you know, bashing any one particular company because who knows, it could very easily be our fault and we didn't understand the platform or we weren't using it uh, the way that it was supposed to be used or you know the value of it was a mystery to us. But if you're going to select a vendor platform, make sure you're using it. So, that's the second lesson learned in 2021. Don't be a victim of shiny stuff syndrome. Next, number three on our list is failing to follow the plan. Failing to follow the plan. There is a very short book. I forget the author's name, uh, but the title of the book is The Tyranny of the Urgent. We've all seen, I shouldn't say all, most of us have seen that, uh, that pundit square. You know, the four boxes uh, arranged uh, kind of like the old uh, four square game we used to play on the playground uh, growing up as kids. That pundit square of urgent and important. So much time is spent in the urgent but not important space. Uh, in our agencies, in our professional lives. And we allow the tyranny of the urgent to take us off uh, target, off base, and we end up spending time and energy and perhaps money uh, in ways that are not consistent with what we said was important to us. Uh, What I said, let me personalize it. What I said was important to me. I have made so many errors in this past year, in 2021, simply because i got going too fast and i failed to pay close attention to what was right in front of me and what i said was important to me you know perfect example and we have spent so much time in 2021 building out and documenting these core processes in every phase of our business documenting the client life cycle documenting what it means uh, to you know, have a discovery call, to run a quote, to select a recommendation. What does it mean to document a file correctly? How do we keep notes? How do we task each other? How do we communicate internally? How do we deal with the client lifecycle after someone says yes? When someone needs uh, help with something, if they have a service request or a claim situation that comes up, How are we handling that in a very particular, highly repeatable, highly trainable way? Spent hundreds of hours working on things like that uh, this year. And all too often, I revert to old habits and I don't follow the program. I don't follow the plan. And you know what happens if the leader, if the employer, if the boss is not following the plan that they put in place. How likely do you think the team is to follow the plan? They are going to take the path of least resistance every single time. So if the leader is not consistently following the plan that was put in place of standard processes, of uh, doing things a certain way for a very particular reason, if you're not following the plan, if you're giving in to the tyranny of the urgent, uh, if you're allowing busyness to take you off of where you need to be and how you need to be, then uh, that is definitely something uh, that should be remedied, a lesson that should be learned and allowed to stay back in your past in 2021. Uh, Or if you're listening to this at some point in the future, you know, for wherever you are now, you can always draw a line in the sand and say, from this point forward, we will be different, and here's how. Hey, Freedom Jumper, are you looking to take your business to the next level? Who isn't, right? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS, a nationwide brokerage solutions they understand the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing marketplace. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers no matter how unique or outlandish they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and guidance you need to see your agency succeed, Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't just survive in the competitive insurance industry. Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Get started today. Learn more at nbsbrokerage.com. You know, one thing I'm going to add in here... Uh, Not just in this list of five, uh, but there's one thing that stands out to me and it's in regards to uh, my team here at RiskWell. Uh, I was lacking in courage uh, in one particular area regarding my team and it was how I handled uh, a team member that was not a good mutual fit. Uh, if you've read the book Traction, we've talked about it a few times here on the podcast. I'm a big believer uh, when it comes to managing your team, the concept of the right people in the right seats uh, is very important. You can have a great team member who has a good attitude, who is you know, delivering a good work product uh, in a general sense, uh, but maybe not in a specific sense. And that was the case with this individual that we uh, brought on to our team. uh, And she was with us for just a little bit less than a year. uh, And it it was obvious fairly early in the tenure uh, that things were going to be challenging simply because uh, this person was an alpha for sure. uh, And she made her wishes known. Uh, And the bigger picture really was a perfect example of the tyranny of the urgent because our office was operating at a very high pace and I allowed the tyranny of the urgent. I allowed a sense of urgency of we need this person Uh, in the seat that they're in right now. I allowed that situation to fester and cause problems Uh, beyond my comprehension at the time. I was lacking in courage of making a difficult decision. Ultimately, it was right for for both parties because this young lady is definitely suited for a different role, uh, somewhere where she is able to uh, be more autonomous and not uh, have to be in the role that she was in, which is basically a CSR type of role. It's a great example of right person, wrong seat where if we were a much larger organization, she would probably still be working here in a different capacity. But I lacked courage. I lacked uh, the determination, the grit, to make the tough decision in the moment. Uh, and that's definitely a, a lesson that I will take forward into the future, is you know, caring for people doesn't always mean keeping them on your team. Caring for someone could very easily mean, hey, it's obvious that you are not happy here. Your talents are not able to flourish here. I think it's best if you look for another position in, you know, another bus, sit on another seat somewhere else, and a you know, mutual best fit sort of thing. So, uh, too often, uh, we and I should say me more, I just personalize it. Too often, I take the easy way out. I avoid the difficult decision, and I allow the tyranny of the urgent uh, to alter. Uh, my thought patterns and the way that I approach uh, challenging situations, especially when it comes to human beings uh, where there's thoughts and feelings involved. Uh, so, I'm rambling there and I'm going to keep on moving because uh, I think I think you got the point. So, next is uh, from a sales and marketing perspective, switching gears a little bit here, uh, we have... In one way it's a a very nice situation but in another way it can be deadly for uh, our production for our profitability and that is we have too much inbound traffic at risk well Uh, far too often in this past year i have relied too much on inbound traffic and i have failed uh, to consistently prospect Uh, for channel partners the way that I should, Uh, we have announced uh, very clearly, uh, I have announced in previous episodes that I don't prospect for the insurance buyer. And that's something that's going to change for sure in 2022 and beyond. Because a crazy little thing happens when you have a ton of referrals and you do a great job with content marketing And suddenly, the phone starts ringing more often, and the email box is popping more often. You know, you get the opportunity to be a little bit less serious about your prospecting efforts. And you are able to generate good revenue based on inbound activity. And you get a little bit lazy when it comes to prospecting, when it comes to going out and looking in an outbound fashion for opportunities. Now, one of the dangers of having a lot of inbound traffic is you are stuck with whatever comes in the door because you have so much inbound traffic that you don't have time with current staffing to handle the inbound traffic at the same time that you are prospecting like you used to once the traffic increases. Now, the problem with that uh, situation is Your pipeline looks like whatever the inbound traffic says it looks like. I had a great conversation with uh, the young man on my team, uh, Jonathan. Uh, He is our personal lines uh, risk advisor, a producer kind of role. Uh, He and I were having a conversation uh, where just kind of navigating through some of the challenges that he was facing um, because a lot of people were treating him like a commodity. And not as a trusted advisor. People were making very price-based decisions. And he was expressing frustration on how to overcome some of these challenges. And uh, we discussed it together. And I I basically said, hey, look, here's the thing. When all of what you're doing is coming from an inbound uh, lead source... You get whatever you get because that's, you know, the phone rings, the email box pops, someone goes to our website and fills out a form and you get what you get. But as we uh, heard last week from my friend and, and mentor, David Carruthers, you know, whatever you prospect, you're very likely to get more of that in your pipeline. If all you do is prospect... um welding contractors with 10 employees or more and $2 in revenue or more, guess what's going to happen? You're very, very likely to end up with welding contractors with 10 employees or more and $2 million in revenue or more because you're prospecting, you're commanding your sales pipeline. Now the the concept of content marketing of inbound marketing. Marcus Sheridan, uh, author, speaker, uh, mentor, coach. Uh, Marcus Sheridan's fantastic. Really like his content. Uh, one of his books from several years ago that seems to be uh, making the rounds in 2021 is uh, is called They Ask you answer. And the whole book is set up uh, to put content and inbound marketing on a pedestal. And it is great. It is wonderful. And we have enjoyed a lot of success uh, from having a very robust social media presence and putting out a lot of content on uh, YouTube and our blog. The backside of that is we lose control of our pipeline far too often. And you get what you get. So if you don't like what you're getting, go out and do something about it because I certainly will be in 2022 and beyond I'm refocusing my efforts on very intentional very specific outbound prospecting in our uh, target verticals you know reaching out to the insurance buyer that is in the middle of our target vertical and delivering uh, meaningful marketing copy, meaningful value-add resources and documents uh, to approach that person uh, in a very intentional way. I'm not saying I'm going to go out there and pull out the phone book and shotgun, you know, open it to page 47 and call on whoever my finger lands on. That's, That's not really my style. But there will definitely be a lot more outbound activity in 2022 and beyond. Lesson learned. Lastly here, our last lesson for this episode is very simply that there has been far too much procrastination on the necessary action that has to be done and too much time wasted on non-revenue generating activity. I am as guilty as anyone, perhaps more so than most, of procrastinating on the revenue-generating activity that I know I need to be taking in my business. And heck, (laughs) life in general, you know, we, we all have that list of things at home that we know need to be done. Uh, it's not a question of whether it should be done or whether it needs to be done. It's a question of whether it will be done because whether it's done now or it's done a month from now, it's basically the same outcome. Uh, those things, those projects in your agency, those regular faithful activities uh, that need to happen for your agency, for your team to reach its potential, its pinnacle, you know, disciplined, regular, consistent action. And killing procrastination first inside your own mind and your headspace, and then with your words and actions. Now, getting rid of procrastination, minimizing it as much as possible in 2022 and beyond. For some, that might be, you know, put the phone down and get off of social media. For others, like me, it might be. You know, tinkering with that next project or working on that next idea where, you know, 30 minutes of dedicated time turns into two hours because you were lacking discipline and you're procrastinating on whatever comes next on your calendar. So you allow your quote unquote uh, content work to instead of be 30 minutes, it becomes an hour or two or three. And next thing you know, your morning is shot and you have nothing to show for it. I've definitely been there more times than I care to admit in 2021, especially uh, with the launch of this podcast, because there's so many really good excuses for why you're not doing that thing that you're supposed to be doing. Um, For me, I've been guilty at times of, hey, I'm working on my podcast. I don't have time to make that call to that person who asked me to do that thing for them. Uh, I'm working on the podcast. Or, you know, there's so many different ways that you can procrastinate and justify it and rationalize it to yourself. But at the end of the day, it's still procrastination and you're still putting off the activity that you know should be taken. So, that is the final lesson learned that we're going to share in this episode for 2021. What is your lesson learned? If you had the microphone in your uh, mouth right now, What is your lesson learned for 2021? I would love to hear from you. Email me at podcast at riskwell.com. That's podcast at riskwell.com. Tell me what your lesson learned is from 2021. Uh, We will most likely be featuring several of these lessons learned uh, in an upcoming episode. So I'd love to hear from you on what your lesson learned uh, was from 2021. And that is... The end of our content here for 2021, the episode uh, 35 is in the books. And our first year of operation is also in the books for this podcast. Thank you so much for all of your support. This has been a wild ride. We really are just getting started. Uh, There's a couple of very cool things. We already have planned and on the calendar for recording uh, in January. There's a couple of uh, guests that I am very excited to share with you uh, that are not necessarily in the podcast circuit of uh, interview guests where everybody and their mom uh, has had a full conversation with the guest. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that, of course. Uh, It tends to happen more so than I think anyone uh, wants because you end up hearing the same person on two or three or four or five podcasts uh, in the insurance industry. But uh, January is going to bring some fresh blood, some fresh ideas, and I could not be more excited, more motivated to be on this journey with you uh, in the agency freedom ecosystem that we are building together. So if there's anything I can do to help you uh, with anything you've got going on, if you have an idea, if there's a challenge, if you need an introduction to a vendor or uh, someone that can help you with a particular thing in your uh, agency, please don't hesitate to reach out. I will practice that blue ocean mentality with you and give you whatever I can to help you be successful. Uh, thank you again for being on this journey with me. This has been a lot of fun this year. And I look forward to seeing and hearing from you next week as we continue the Agency Freedom Podcast in 2022 and beyond. So that is it, boys and girls. Make it a great day. Make it a great new year. And we will talk to you soon. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast please subscribe to AFP on your favorite podcasting platform to get automatic updates on every new episode and help other people find us organically. If you like the content you hear, please drop us a quick review and tell the world what you like best. Most importantly, please share agency freedom with someone you know who is still on the captive side of the insurance world. They'll thank you later. You can connect with other Freedom Jumpers, ask questions, get advice, and share your best practices in our Facebook group. Just type Agency Freedom Podcast in the search bar. Visit our website at agencyfreedompodcast.com to sign up for our email list and get access to exclusive resources and sign up to be a potential future guest on the show. We welcome your comments, feedback, and ideas email podcast at riskwell.com and we'll look forward to hearing from you. Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help our listeners go from captive to indie to market domination. Until next time, let's go.